0: Level, and we only ran with them because they were people specifically Glazer that
1: we know Mike likes. Yeah, although Glazer did to be to be fair to him, which I don't like to do because I've said I've wanted to punch the man in the face before. He never he never said that Mike was going to step away. You're right. He he didn't, but he didn't like just also. You know what he did
0: not crucially do? Say Mike is coaching the Steelers next year, bar right. none. You're right. He didn't squash the rumors. He talked about them like they were like a real thing. Yep. Which goes back to what I'll say again, a leverage play for either money or say-so over who has to get hired and and how their coaching staff looks next year? Maybe. I mean, I I just want to put that out there again that he got indignant about a question that now has been rendered moot because he has told the team, I'm coming back. But the only reason the question got asked was because people in the national media that we know he would be talking to or his people would be talking to were reporting on it. Everyone bitches and moans that the media self-creates an ecosystem where we create the story, our people report on the story. It's the old ESPN bit. Their talking heads create a take. Their reporters then report on the take. Then the talking heads react to it. Mike, his people started this story in earnest. Then we reacted to it then he got asked a question then he didn't even answer the question now he has said there was
1: no story the bottom line is that the the head coach who failed to win a playoff game for the seventh straight year and for the for the fourth straight time in the playoffs well yeah i would you can even go back to the new england game for the fifth straight time his team got off to a wretched start and dug themselves an insurmountable hole in a playoff game has I saw way too many, and but they fought back so hard. Well, takes that, you know that what game. that is. I don't. I don't well, you give don't be, a rat's well, ass. I, I really don't either. But that's that's also just a reaction to the other games that happened this weekend. That yeah, as they were the turn, second
0: most competitive game. It's yes, sad. There was right. one good
1: game, and like when compared to the Cowboys and the Dolphins and those teams, they did not show their no, ass they and embarrass no, themselves. They didn't
0: fold up like a cheap tent. But,
1: it, but I don't But I'm not in the mood to give them credit
0: for saying you cut it to a one score game. I'm in the mood to say, why was the game 21 to nothing? Chris, I can't. Why even, is your running back saying oh, we were getting single high looks, oh, which what do we talk about all week? Hold on. What do we say all week? You get those looks, throw the damn ball, right? Throw it to George Pickens or Deontay, whoever has the, the right look. And what is Najee saying that they did? Run it more.
1: Live in your fears. Play to what the defense wants you to do. Chris, to me, you can even give them. Credit for not completely embarrassing the franchise with the way they played and fighting back in the game. Mm -hmm. And when the game ends, still think, okay, where do we go from here? They have no direction on offense. They have a major quarterback question now to the point where Kenny Pickett, according to Fittipaldo, didn't even want to talk to reporters today and raise like, that's so out of the ordinary for someone that's a captain and a leader of the team to not do that. He probably won't talk again, I mean, as Ray put it, till OTAs. I mean, Chooks, who got unceremoniously benched and embarrassed by Tomlin this year, talked today. So I don't want to
0: say too much about Pickett, though, because I don't want to be accused of being horribly unfair and biased against him for suggesting that a team captain ought to probably talk on clean-out day.
1: Well, it's just I think it's I think fans of his want to know where his head's at going into the off season. No, they don't. It's, they
0: want us to not say anything about it so that he can heal himself mentally and and take
1: what is rightfully well, his. I would, which still, is apparently the the job as fifth worst starter in the NFL. I, I would still call myself a fan of his, and I wanted him to at least. But it's so Express much of why people, how things went down and how he feels now going into okay, the offseason. Okay, but off so much of why a lot of people here
0: liked him was because personality-wise, he seemed like the the polar opposite of the last guy who played quarterback. We all knew he wasn't as talented as that guy, but he said all the right things. He didn't give bulletin board material. People like that. And now he's a team captain who doesn't talk. Why?
1: Because he's mad he's that in, he wasn't playing in, his in that feelings game. feelings that he didn't play the right. biggest games of the year. Right. Right. He's mad that he got benched, which is what happened,
0: whether any and my god, how many did anybody there say he got benched? No. They took great pains to not even remove him from the QB1 title in the depth chart. Mike Tomlin did. They'd never even made Mason the starter on that otherwise meaningless peep- piece of paper. No one ever said the words "benched," and yet he didn't talk today. His feelings were protected by the team at every turn, and that still wasn't enough.
1: Yeah, he didn't even give he didn't even give what he could have done today, which is, you know what? I'm going to take this as motivation. I'm going to go into the off season and I'm going to work harder than anybody and everything else and get into my playbook or get together with guys. And when you see None me, the next time you see me in April it. or May, I'm going to be ready to go. I'm going to be better than I've ever been. One
0: more thing, uh, to go back to something you just said a couple of minutes ago because it's something I've, I've written down. I've tweeted. I tweeted it last night, late at night. I'm sure you didn't see it. It was like p- well past midnight. The thought, I have had that sentence that you said three minutes ago pop into my head. Where is this all going? There is no direction. The Texans sucked last year, right? Then they hired D'Amico Ryans, uh, a franchise stalwart, and they drafted C.J. Stroud. And
1: hired a hell of an offensive hired a, coordinator. Well,
0: to Ryans' credit, he came in and said, I got to hire the best people around me to succeed. No one knew if it would work, but that was their direction. Here's our, here's our brain trust. Here's our quarterback. Let's see. He has a bad roster around him. Let's see. What is the Steelers' next move? Is it to hire a retread OC? I mean, at this point, you know how sad this is? I saw Tone Diggs make a joke about this. They're going to assemble a team of coaching mics. He'll hire Vrabel to run the defense and McCarthy to run the offense this offseason. You want to know what's sad? If they end up hiring Mike McCarthy... If he becomes available to them. I would want them to do that I in would, a heartbeat. I would be happy with that so because I.
1: it would be something legitimate. But he's also a really good play caller. Say no, what I you know. will about him as a head coach. He has his warts and his uh problems there, and especially in playoff games, which, you know, I am I would be intimidated by the combination of him and but Tomlin just, in a big game. But know. where's it going, man? It, it's where's it Chris, going from they, here? They have major, major problems at quarterback. And play caller, offensive philosophy, and they are entrusting Mike Tomlin to be the guy to navigate their way through that. Where when he has given them, when he's given Art Rooney no reason to think he's up to that challenge. That's the thing about this that is just mind-boggling to me. Look, if they had lost this playoff game, if they had been in a playoff game and Kenny had had a good season, like I'm not even gonna, I'm not even gonna offend you and say he had played like C.J. Stroud this year. Like let's say he had had, I don't know. Give me I, 17 touchdowns I, I and 8
0: picks. He I throws a touchdown and half an interception I was, was going to
1: say Baker Mayfield, but I I think that's even setting no, the he, bar. No, Baker was too good. Too high. Just
0: give me give me. he throws 17 touchdowns and he throws 7 or 8 picks, so he's more of a game manager plus, but he's taking care of the ball by and large, and he's, okay, he's throwing a touchdown here and there. You could probably have looked at this all differently.
1: Yeah, like they lose a playoff game, at least they made it. There's something to build on there. You go from there, but I can't even... Look at it that way. I mean, Mason Rudolph, I think, showed with the way he played last night that there's a place for him in the NFL. I think he's in the gardner Minshew, jacoby Brissett category of quarterbacks where he's ranked somewhere right now going into the offseason between, like, 25 and 40. Do you know what he is? I
0: know what quarterback he is. I can tell you what he is. He is a poor man's Jared Goff. Goff has a better arm as far as ball placement. Mason is not mobile, neither is Goff. You saw what happened. Goff tripped himself up, basically, and sacked himself in that game. But when the protection is there, does Jared Goff more often than not not make the right throw to the right guy and hit hit big plays? Mason stands in there, and if the protection is there, pretty good chance he's going to put the ball on the money. In fact, if Mason Rudolph was the starter in the right system with a good offensive line, I think he could get a team in a weak division to the playoffs, playing the whole year, based on what I saw in four
1: games. Well, that's why if you had moved on, off of Tomlin and hired a great offensive head coach or if Tomlin somehow woke up from whatever spell he's under where he's just completely stubborn and obstinate about football and offensive coaching in 2024, uh, I, I could squint and see Rudolph having success next year with the right offensive coaching here. Maybe even Kenny but I just don't have faith and confidence in him doing that, Chris. Their last two offensive coordinators
0: were Matt Canada and a guy who liked to say farts in a skillet.
1: I get on Tomlin for enabling his players. How about the organization and enabling him? And giving him attaboys for seasons like this? I I will bet you, unless it's
0: eventually Mike McCarthy, who's just now maybe at this stage of his career more cut out to be a coordinator than a head coach, unless it's somebody like that, which would get me pumped because he is good at all the things you said, Whoever their next OC is will be underwhelming.
1: All right, let's go right to the phones and get people's reaction to this NFL Network story. 412-928-9370. Here's Ray on the fan. Hello, Ray.
2: I I can't believe what you guys uh, were just talking about. I'm sick to my stomach. Um, real quick, and I'll hang up and listen to your uh, comments, but who's banging Mike Tomlins drum? I oh, mean, wait. players who... He has a, a history of keeping people too long. So, of course, a lot of those retired players I understand Ryan Clark, who the story in Denver was an yep. amazing story for him to not play him. But that does that make him. Wait, are you great... saying who's,
0: who's banging the drum like that that wants to keep him around? I can answer that for you, Ray. It's very easy. Uh, Art Rooney wants him around.
2: Well, I mean. And, That's like all that really our, matters,
0: honestly, man. I think, And I think former yeah. players, Ray, like him because I do think that he treats them with more respect than some coaches might in other parts of the league. Like when you hear a story about Josh McDaniels and how much the Raiders players just absolutely hated him because of the way he treated them, I think it's easy to understand why, to a man, these guys like Mike Tomlin.
1: And the current players want him too. I have a T.J. Watt clip in here that I'll play right now that is all about him vouching for Mike Tomlin.
2: Yeah, I want to play for Mike T. It was huge in my contract talks. I don't want to play for anybody other than Mike T.
0: Um, You guys understand and see in the way that I talk about how much I respect and appreciate him as a coach, as a man, as a leader. And um, that's my endorsement
1: for him. You touched on it a little
3: bit, but you mentioned just writing the
1: ship. All right, I'm going to just stop it there because I don't want to get into more of that. Okay, so he he vouches for him. He says he doesn't want to play for any other coach i going to tell you something. The guy's the defensive player of the year. He's one of the best players in the NFL. He also has won diddly squat. I hate to say that about Watt because I think he's a first ballot Hall of Famer, but that's not the same as some other guys who have won championships saying that about the coach. And hey, even some of those guys that did win championships, like Palomalu came out and said that last week, that it would be a shame if they had another coach. I don't know. I also feel like when you become friends with someone, It's harder to be critical of them. And if you feel like you have a copacetic work relationship with them and they make things easy for you at your job, you're going to want to extend the relationship, even though you might even know deep down that it's not going to uh, be a productive thing for everyone. Watch the same guy that told Rich Eisen that there were literally guys on the Steelers team that just didn't listen to Tomlin, right? Didn't he say that? Eisen spilled so the beans at a production was, meeting thought about that. It was that? like
0: wild that guys weren't going hard in practice. I think was the way he framed it.
1: Yeah, so TJ, he's getting through to you, obviously, but I mean, do you really need to be coached? I mean, well, not-
0: It's the difference between like you go to play for Belichick during the Brady era, which is what I will call it from now on, and Belichick treats you like a a very replaceable cog. Even if you are a better player than that, you're like one of the you know 15 or 20 best players in the team, but he treats you like go do your job and get out of my face. Would you rather, would you have more warm feelings for that guy or Mike who might come up to you and make you feel like you are the single most important player on the entire roster given like in any given moment, you know, based on how he's feeling and what he thinks he needs to do to motivate you. It's very obvious if you are a player for the guy, why you would like him. Pony, if you or I played football professionally and played for Mike Tomlin, I am willing to bet we would want to go to war for him. Why do you think Dan Campbell is like the coach of the moment right now? Did you watch their post game? Yes. Of course, those guys would lay, practically lay down and die for Dan Campbell. I would want to after watching that. That's the effect Mike has had on most of these guys, whether they've won big with him or not, over the course of his 17, and now it's going to be 18 years. It's not hard to figure why he's popular with both former and current players. It's not.
1: Just don't really think that should matter all that it much. It shouldn't
0: matter. You should matter. What should matter is you're getting
1: results. Joe is next. Hello, Joe.
2: You know, uh, there'll come a day where people will get tired of Dan Campbell. He's, he's good. I, I love the guy. You know, and it's the same with Mike Tomlin, but you guys have called it right, right on the nose. Where do we go from here? And the answer is the elephant in the room. Uh, you look at the remaining teams, they all have elite to more than competent quarterback play. Who's the worst quarterback left? Is it Baker Mayfield? Is it Goff? And, and the Steelers haven't had that. Big Ben was on his last legs. Uh, Trubisky, Pickett—you just keep going down the list. They've got to fix that, and I think where the problem is, they've spent all that money on that defense, and that defense is predicated on the big plays and what. And you see what happened this year—they had all those games where they gave up thirty points. I'm sure in the stats, there weren't many turnovers and big plays in those games. And you can't ask the defense to do that every week to hold teams under 20 points. Well, you can't
1: you can't pay your safety almost $20 million a year. And in a big spot, he can't make a tackle. The guy rips freeze to Bill's third receiver and scores a touchdown to effectively put the game away. And I love Minka too, but I'm also, I don't know, I'm sick of sticking up for these guys who I like who don't win. And it's not just because their offense can't score enough because their quarterback is uh, inadequate. It's when they're put on the field in, in big spots, they don't come through either.
0: It's just, it's very tiresome. It,
1: and it's not going to change, Chris, no. because he's back.
0: I know, And man. the owner
1: endorses all of it.
0: Well, I think the owner, I I now eagerly await more than Mike Tomlin's season-ending press conference. I don't know about you, your mileage may vary here. I yeah, now, what lipstick
1: I, is Art going to put on this pig, I really, even though they won 10 to say, Don't you want to hear gonna,
0: him talk it's not more a bad than Mike, Mike now? We made the playoffs. Don't you want to hear him talk now more than Mike at this point? Whatever Mike talks to the media tomorrow or Thursday for his season ending, his clean-out presser, it's going to be boilerplate. There will be some tacit acknowledgement that, yes, we need to get better, but there won't be any specifics offered because there never are. And then I want to hear what Art says. Is it a successful season? Are we going to get that gentle little finger wag about like, hey, we were in the playoffs. What more do you want? Once we you won get more in games there,
1: than last year. That's progress. Once blah, you get blah, in
0: there, blah, it's blah, a crapshoot. Blah, 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 blah. Oh, and to, to Joe's point there, he said, who's the worst quarterback? And he said, Goff. Goff isn't. Goff's one of the best guys left. You either have one of two things or both if you are a team left in the NFL playoffs right now. You want to know what that is? Either a hugely gifted quarterback, right? Or a guy that's in such a good system and can run that system that you have a great offense. Or you have both. You know where you don't want to be in the NFL in 2024? Having
1: neither. We're not getting the big change. Mike Tomlin has already told Steelers players that he's going to be back in 2024. That he has no intentions to stop coaching. That the stuff out there about him needing a break, complete bunk. Comes on the heels of another double-digit playoff loss where his team got down three scores. Give them some credit for fighting back, but still didn't get it done. Seven years without a playoff win. And now he is going to be uh, the person who stewards them into a new era of offensive football, having to hire a new OC, because he was the idiot that hired Matt Canada in the first place. And we'll see what happens at quarterback. I like what you said, Chris, about Rudolph. I think Mason, there might not be a better Uh, there might not be a better situation than the one he could come back to here in Pittsburgh because all he would need is to either beat out Kenny Pickett or wait for Kenny Pickett to falter this season to get the job back. And I just don't know how many other jobs are out there that would have him get a better opportunity to either play right off the bat or play early in the season. If there's anything close, though, I think he'll go to the other team. If there's
0: a decent offer and... he and his agent look at the team and see an offensive line that looks promising. And I think the Steelers' offensive line does have promise at multiple positions. I like Sayamalo. I like Broderick Jones, obviously. I think Daniels is better than people probably think. They need need probably two spots, center and tackle. Swing Jones over to left, get a right tackle, get a center. But if Mason were were to see a team that already has a good offensive line in place and they made him a competitive offer to either be the starter or a competitive offer to be the backup, I'd take that job in a heartbeat if I was him.
1: I liked how Mason played, but unless they get an offensive coordinator in here who is the second coming of Kyle Shanahan or somebody like that, Mason's going to be one of the worst starting quarterbacks in the NFL next year for this, like, if he is the Steelers guy. Well, he if we is just what it is. Him.
0: We just know what he is. He's a guy who, to his credit, stands in there, tries to take hits to make plays, holds onto the ball too long sometimes, doesn't move well, although he moved well enough for me to win black and gold bets, but that's a different story, um,
1: and can make throws when he's protected. 412-928-9370. We'll get to calls just, Donnie, your reaction to Tomlin being back as a season ticket holder, a diehard fan, someone who revolves and builds his entire life around the Steelers, studies things like right after the game ends, you're on spot track looking at contractual things to help make the Steelers roster better next year. You, even after uh, another playoff loss, are counting down the days until the schedule comes out in April so you and your buddies can plan a trip around seeing the Steelers on the road. You are obsessed with this team.
3: Also, only 100 days until the NFL draft. So, really-
1: your reaction to Tomlin coming back?
3: Uh, status quo move. Uh, th- th- they should probably change their fight song to the, uh, the song from High School Musical, which I'm pretty sure is just called Stick to the Status Quo. All the people dance around, Zach Efron's getting in on the mix. You might as well change it to that. But even though it's something that we thought maybe, maybe this is the year that, that Mike Tomlin moves on, I, I think we could have we we would have been shocked if it actually happened. But does like this I squash myself, your
1: optimism for next year?
3: I wouldn't say completely squash it because I think the very, very critical move is the offensive coordinator And hired. do you trust him to hire the right guy? No, I do not. Well, because then. based on the last two, <laughs> I am expecting either Mike Sullivan or Eddie Faulkner to get a promotion, and then it will really be stick to the status quo. We will limp our way to 9-8, and eight, and we will cheer about it at season's end. We will be in the mix come late December of 2024, and that's all we're playing for here. I mean that that that's really how, how I feel like right now as a fan. I mean, you have your people who will defend Mike Tomlin to the hilt, and then who are have, those
1: people? By the way, they're
3: not it's lo-
0: Twitter. It's po- it's people on Twitter. I think there's a one group of people, and it's a pretty close Venn diagram, at least in my mentions, who should be celebrating right now. There are two there are two things that I've been getting when I get like negative comments. I think Donnie probably gets the same thing. I know you get the same thing that I hear more than anything else. Mike is a great coach. You guys shouldn't be so hard on him. Be careful what you wish for. Be careful what you wish for, whatever. And Kenny deserves a real chance. Kenny will be their starter next year, and Mike's coming back. And the reason Kenny will be their starter next year for sure is that Mike is coming back. So if you have been somebody that has desperately wanted to see Mike Tomlin stick it to everyone and keep on keeping on, and you wanted to see Kenny Pickett get another crack at it next year, I've got great news for you. On January 16th, 2024, I can already tell you you're going to go 2 for 2 on your offseason wish list.
3: Boom, done. And that's why the offensive coordinator hire is all the more critical because
0: no it's not th- th- critical. I, who who cares who they hire cuz they're not going to hire somebody any of us want. They're not. They they are not unless Mike McCarthy suddenly becomes available and Mike Tomlin is basically told hire Mike McCarthy to work for you. He wants to work but here. But I, I don't
3: even. I don't need it to be Mike McCarthy. I mean, I, I also wouldn't even be mad if they took a shot on one of the young up and coming type guys. Like if you if you take a swing and a miss, but it's actually on. I don't know. Let, let's say they do get. How about Houston's Clint,
0: quarterback coach Gerard Johnson? Well,
3: I was going to say Clint Kubiak, but yeah, I mean somebody from that vein, like somebody that is going up the ranks. And will eventually be a high end offensive coordinator or a head coach on their own. If you take a swing and a miss there, I'll at least applaud them for giving it a shot, other than, hey, you know what? We like to build from in house here. It's going to be Eddie Faulkner or it's going to be Mike Sullivan. I would rather them fail by taking a shot at some young guy than just continued eight and nine, nine and eight, right around 500. Everybody's magic number and Eddie Faulkner's the OC, Kenny Pickett sees almost no growth. I would much rather see them fail by going with the young guy
1: route. 412-928-9370. Here is Tony on the fan. Hello Tony.
2: Hey, what's going on, guys? Hey, Tony. Hey, man. Oh man, I was I was nervous for a minute that they were going to embarrass us, but uh that was good stuff. The way they came back and made it a game, because I'm under the old school that if you throw a pick in the red zone in the playoffs, I would be willing to bet that 95% of the time you lose. Just like if you throw a pick six in the playoffs, 95% of the time that you lose.
0: They did lose.
2: Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. And I was at that point in the game. I was at 21. I was like, oh, they just. Oh, blew so it.
0: you're actually you are claiming a little of a moral victory from yesterday.
2: Well, yeah, I'm that dude that's in Tomlin's corner. Uh, It's a good day
0: for you today. He's back, and he's going to get an extension, I would imagine, in the next week or two.
2: Oh, but what's even better is all the people that want him gone, their reactions this morning. That almost made the playoff loss bearable just listening to people. Well, the playoff
0: losses should be bearable because you've seen five in a
2: row now. Well, yeah, but I know why. Uh, Let me ask you this question. How long would you say it should take a head coach to flip a franchise quarterback? How many years before back I don't, in the I don't know. It looks, like, it looks like the answer in Green Bay is zero, Tony. Well, that's because they had somebody on the bench for, you know, if you get the first pick in the draft or the second or the they third. Did they
1: didn't. They picked a quarterback in, in the 20s in the first round. How long has he been on the bench? How long did he get to sit behind Aaron? Okay, the Steelers could have done the same thing with somebody behind
2: Ben. Well, yeah, they could have. He did. Right. He sat behind him, and, you know, the whole coaching staff and everybody thought that he was garbage. Uh, you know, you would think he would pick up a lot from Ben over the last – and it looks like he did. You know, every, you guys were talking about he developed all of a sudden – what about six years of experience? That's but he's not the franchise quarter quarterback. Yeah, so he's
1: developed from a guy who could barely play in the NFL. Nobody wanted him in free agency last year. To somebody who's a fringe starter and quality backup, Tony.
2: Yeah, we just had somebody that was the second overall pick in that said same said draft that is garbage. Where you're drafted, we could go oh in uh, seventeen get the first-round draft, and still come up with a, a Ryan Leap. So why are you
0: feeling good about t- – you you're confusing me as to why you're feeling really good about Mike right now.
2: I'm feeling good because halfway through the season, after we lost those two horrible games, which, by the way, weren't the two worst losses, the worst loss in the whole season against Cleveland, but we'll talk about that another day. Uh, we lost to the two teams that we shouldn't have lost. I was ready to jump off the boat but the one thing that held firm is that Tomlin has never lost a team and but if he won the, those the two three, games that
0: he should have won they would have been a 12 win team in a different playoff situation
2: yeah but that's assuming that he won the three games that he wasn't supposed
1: to win so Tony you know, you're so Tony you're, you trust the guy I mean you you're fine you're, you're fine that he brought back Matt Canada this year then
2: and it just it, it just didn't work out it didn't work out. It was a mistake. And do you believe in Pickett still? He, 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 hey, sometimes you make a mistake. This guy did not want to put his. Tony, do you believe in Tony? Kennedy? Tony, it's do you seven believe in Pickett? What are you doing here? It's
1: not just one year. If it was, well, you, if they had you, gone two years without winning a playoff game, I might be willing to see your side of things. They've got one of the longest playoff win droughts in the entire league.
2: Tony side. It's Rooney's side. Rooney's running this business, not me. As long as Tomlin went, as long as Rooney, as long as Tomlin is doing what Rooney wants, because last time. Yeah,
1: but that doesn't mean we need to, it, that doesn't mean we need to accept it or uh, find it to be the right decision or embrace it or any of those things. Can you get me
0: to the point where he, where there was a valid reason? By the way, he was saying, how long did Jordan Love sit on the bench? Real bad news. Jordan Love's younger than Kenny Pickett. Yeah, that's the other thing. I've tweeted that out.